It depends. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, good evening to everyone. Hi, guys. Hi, hi. Hi, hi, Kupano. You guys good? We good, we good. Are you good? I'm nervous. <laughs> These technical <laughs> issues are not making it any better. <laughs> so yeah, I am a bit shaky, but it's okay. Um, yeah. So tonight's topic, you guys, is something that I'm also quite interested in. I like conversing to other you know young black people about it and the opinion of it which is mental health and yeah. yeah i've recognized that a lot of us are going through it hey like a lot of us are going through it uh early 20s to even like late 20s into the 30s it's it's a it's a huge it's just a huge not problem i would say but it's just this thing that we are all trying to navigate and understand so yeah that brings us to our guest tonight who is koma and koma Mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. someone who is very open which i admire very open about mental health very open about their own personal mental health journey and yeah i find that really really inspiring because it's not everyone who is willing to open up themselves like that. So yeah, let's welcome tonight's guest, Kuma. Hi. 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 <laughs> Thank you for the warm welcome. Thank you for coming. Thank you for giving us your time. I'm happy to be here. Yes, yeah, man, always happy. It's, it's a joy, man. It's a joy. It's a joy. Yeah. So, like I said, you know, you are someone who is really so open i just want to kind of get your thoughts about where you had to get to your place like what place did you have to get to in your life to actually feel so comfortable <laughs> before before we hit, hit driver i feel like we i mean that's a bit too fast i mean okay. uh, can, the, can the guest kind of like uh, introduce himself oh okay okay yeah 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 <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> the speed police. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I'm Toma, um, nicknamed CC. I've been called that for years, most of my life. Um, again, I just want to reiterate that my pronouns are they, them. As Gopana has mentioned, I don't know if I have to give my CV, <laughs> but um, yeah, my name is Kuma. Pronouns are they, them. I am, I wouldn't, I don't want to call myself a mental health advocate, but as Gopana has mentioned, I am as open as can be with any and all realizations and progress or lack thereof that I make in, in my journey throughout life and also my journey um, towards reaching some point of, I want to say, equilibrium with regards to my mental health. Um, yeah, so I'm very, I'm very vocal about, I've always been a vocal person, but um, when it comes to, to things that I've gone through, when it comes to mental health, as 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 a black person as a black queer person it's been something of mine that i do effortlessly actually without even thinking twice um mm-hmm. about sharing my journey and i and i do so because i i do understand or i do feel that as as africans more than anything we are social beings and we learn through and from one another and i've always just felt like even if my openness were to reach one soul or plenty of souls i think it would just be for me um something like a, like a fulfilling like my purpose or one of my mm-hmm. purposes yes so so that's a bit of a, a gist of who i am mm, interesting lovely lovely back to you now <laughs> <laughs> no no do you guys have any questions about what uh Koma just said anything you want to, we'll get there. We'll to get elaborate there. on we'll get there 
Um, no, but I think you basically addressed what my question was going to be about because I was going to ask how you found yourself in a position where you were comfortable enough to let people into that side of yourself because I think it's quite personal and I think it's not everyone who has gotten to that place, you know, so I just want to know what was it for you? Sure, I, I, I don't even, I think it was probably a multitude of, of, of signs and I have always felt, I don't know, I think, I don't think it was something that, I think it's something that gradually happened. It wasn't necessarily me waking up one morning and now I'm like, you know what, I have decided I'm going to do this, this and the third. And tell everyone my business. Everyone's gonna know what's going on <laughs> via socials or through conversations that I have with people. It was generally just something that I felt like in person. I felt like conversations would often lead to because as as people, as we have conversations online, offline, at some point we realize that there are certain things that we have in common. So much like you having something in common with someone who, let's say you have you drive a Range Rover, you need somebody to ask a Range Rover, you'll have a conversation about that. So for me, it was mostly through realizing that through conversations that I've had with people, there's so much that I feel I was able to or have had the privilege of, of sorry about the noise, have had the privilege to relate to, and people have in turn responded to me and what I've had to say in a way that they feel that they can relate to as well. So I think when I, I got on social media, like when it comes to social media and being open on those kinds of platforms where it is strangers and people who may not have similar intentions or, or morals or anything like that that you have, I just felt like, you know what, um, I, I, I don't generally care who the message reaches. It's just for me to not like it's, it's obviously for someone to be able to learn or to kind of feel like they're not alone in whatever they're feeling. But it was also a way of me to kind of just, you know, let it all out, if that makes any sense. Because as we know, as black people, as black young people, especially like in this economy, in these times, we try our best. We're trying our best to get back. And resources such as your therapist or psychiatrist or anything that comes to mental health that would require money, it, it, it's not as accessible. These resources are not as accessible. So why not try to do your best and on the ground level or wherever you're at? Um, just try to, to, to be. So I think it was just me being. And I think through through the growth that I have, you know, gone through and so forth, I've just always freely and openly shared a, a lot. Mm, interesting. Uh, Kopano, I have a question. Uh, so, uh, actually, the question is for the floor. Right? Mm. Uh, sure. But I'd like CC to answer last. I know okay. you said that you're not the, the mental health advocate, but he had a fulfiller. We're going to make you the mental health chief justice. So, <laughs> Sorry, it's yeah. upon you. <laughs> the pressure, the pressure yeah. is getting worse. <laughs> okay, so to to the floor. Uh, <clears throat> looking at mental health from a South African landscape, right? Uh, looking at it, I feel like it's it's only starting to get highlighted. Uh, like it's a recent thing. Back in the day, mental health was a, a quote-unquote taboo. Like, as you said, black people, you go to someone and tell that person that I'm depressed. They look at you and go, what? What do you mean? You have a roof over your head. You have food on your on the table. You know, what do you mean you're depressed? Right? Uh, now, the question is, looking at that and everything, is it fair to say that uh, regimes like apartheid, excuse my accent, apartheid right uh kind of kept the youth busy to an extent where they didn't have time to dig deep into their mental health or has it always been there but it was just never highlighted mm. uh, tt <laughs> no no she's gonna go first 
Sis is going to go first, right? So... Sis goes last. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, um, the way I see it, man, it's more, le- more or less of like, a, how can I put this? It's just um, what the society, um, yeah, what the cost values of a society is. So sometimes if it's like hard work and trying to provide for the next person, and in the most cases, like, you get certain situations where, like, let's just say, prehistorically, we from, you know, the southern parts of Africa, um, quote unquote, the black people. Um, we champion this uh, almost universal kind of mindset that, you know, uh, selflessness, Ubuntu, right? So, and in most cases, it's like the society is more like kind of leading people to think in ways that, okay, don't try to think from a selfish kind of point of view, like always trying to complete yourself within others, so to speak. So now the, it's almost like trying to, how can I put this, um, uh, kind of like, blend in so to speak and try to not so much kind of like uh stick like yeah stick out so to speak because in certain situations like this i i just don't believe like there were certain platforms that people could express about what they really think about who themselves are because we don't really looking for like looking like uh, hearing from like how um yeah our ancestors used to yeah like what kind of wisdom passed down on generation to generation most of the wisdom was just like you know the typical way of life you know your proverbs and certain stories that shape our lives or just lessons, so to speak but an emphasis was never really made on so to speak on like uh, your psyche your mental like i just don't think as a society we ever explored that part of our lives to say look within but we always focused within like the majority the group to always put our efforts in terms of bringing the best to the group. So because bringing the best of the group, it, it magnifies the greater good in some extent, to some extent. So that's how they kind of saw it. So there was never really a good platform for people to express, okay, um, the differentiation between feelings, emotions, um, whether you know, you're conscious, your subconscious. Of course, certain things are like this, like certain questions like these, uh, were kind of like answered through spirituality, like to say, you know, this, you know, uh, you go to traditional healer because uh, he might have something that, some knowledge that isn't really uh, kind of like, what's the word? That is so, um, yeah, that's so common to the typical man, but it's it's what he knows, so to speak. And so to speak, like there's certain things that weren't really discussed so in an open platform. Like for example, like certain layers of information will just stick like i mean certain information will only stick in a certain circle because of a certain status or whatever reason like for example it's still in this kind of like just to emphasize it it's not really i'm just yeah i might sound like i'm going off track but just to emphasize that information was deliberately packed like kept for certain reasons into certain circles like for example in the, like an chieftaincy like how they go about certain things or certain rituals or whatsoever, that was just the information for them. And so to speak of like, there is a reason why you go for like men and women were separated at, I mean, um, teenage teenage boys and teenage girls were separated at different kind of ages for whatever reason, because of those those societal beliefs. So I, I, just, I just believe there wasn't a bigger platform or tool for many ideas to engage within. And surely a lot of people within even our own black ancestors stress these things of mental health, but I just think there was never a good platform for them to shine it out. That's what I believe. So you're saying it's always been there? Like it's, always it's always been, been there. An issue. Yeah, it's always been an issue. It's something human. It's not something <laughs> that is unique to us. It's something human. It's just to, like to what extent to every generation or to every uh, society, it's all a matter of, you know, at the end of the day, uh, how the society magnifies certain things and chooses to, like, what kind of narrative it chooses, you know, to best define itself and to best see the future through, yeah, if you get me. Mm, nice, I get you. Upano? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, I, I agree with the part of it's always been there. It's not as if, you know, uh, mental health or mental health issues 
are something that are just of our generation uh, but I will say that I feel that maybe when we talk about the past now you use the example of apartheid um, in the past or in the age of our grandmothers grandfathers and great grand and all of that I feel like it was more of survival you know and if you are living on survival you don't have the luxury to feel because if you feel you crumble and there goes the survival you know what i mean so i don't even think it was something that they were conscious of because they just didn't have the luxury to be conscious of such i don't know if that makes sense but yeah because I, I just feel like if if you are in a situation where you are under like extreme poverty or whatever the environmental circumstances are and you have to survive in those circumstances and they're not circum- circumstances that are favorable to you you're on survival mode which isn't exactly favorable for feelings or emotions or to ha- even have time to think oh how do i feel today you don't have time to think about that you just are trying to get to the next thing and try and survive the situation that you're in you know um i'm, I'm just thinking about it in terms of like our black ancestors because I- i've had this conversation with my grandmother about depression uh before she passed on and my grandmother was not objective of the existence of things like depression and anxiety and other mental health issues. And the reason she said that she would never ever tell her child or her grandchild that you have a roof over your head, you have food, why are you depressed? She said that for her, she actually saw people in her family who showed symptoms of something but because at that time they were not educated enough to actually know that that something has a name that person is actually going through a sickness it it, it was just kind of pushed under the rug you know it was just that uncle who drinks a lot or that aunt who drinks a lot and if someone god forbid took their own life it was pushed under the rug no one would actually say okay but guys this person was actually you know showing us symptoms of something they were ill and there was something going on it was just kind of ignored so she said as she started growing up and learning through us her grandchildren she was like oh that sounds like something uncle so-and-so had actually even though she's not diagnosing him but it's kind of like she had a new perspective of, oh, it might have not been as simple as we thought. So that alone just shows me personally that the existence has always been there, but like the consciousness and the education of knowing exactly what I'm looking at was not there. And sometimes even if you can, as a person say, I'm not okay, you don't have the luxury to exactly address it. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. Uh, that <clears throat> that makes a lot, a lot of sense. Yeah, just that you killed my whole point by using, uh, like, a, you have an actual reference. You spoke to someone about it, and and they gave you input, like first hand input. So you kind of killed my 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 idea there. But I was going to say that I I like to think that the the mental health issue it was there. It was there. Uh, but on a small scale, if I was to put a number to it, I'd say it only affected like five percent of the people. But on, again, this is an opinion of someone who's only been on on this earth for a quarter of a decade. I mean, a quarter of a century. So uh, yeah, I feel like it's it's always been there, but it only affected uh, a, a few people. And the fact that things like depression apparently can be passed down uh yeah and then one other thing the reason i'm saying it's it's was it was always there but on a small scale is because uh 
feel like it was exponentially increased by social media like as our guest mentioned you see people with range rovers and what not but back in the day all you see is a person with a wheelbarrow there's no way you can get depressed over a wheelbarrow it's just i mean you have your hands so that's why i'm just saying social media just kind of propagated it yeah so well, are you so sure just, maybe <laughs> Maybe that other wheelbarrow is nice and painted and it looks, you know, you don't know. <laughs> yeah. And then one other thing, I feel like people, the reason it affected a few uh, few people is that I feel like people back in the day had, had purpose. Unlike the youth these this days, uh, like you literally have nothing to do. But then back in the day, if you know that you wake up, you go to the fields, you do what you need to do, there's no time to think. All you do is do so your mind is occupied the whole time. There's no downtime to think of, you know. So I don't know if it's fair to say that uh things like depression are a first world problem. Just to follow up to what you just said. Uh okay, let me not cut you and finish what you yeah, finish what you intend to yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, I just yeah, the thing with purpose. Purpose is very tricky, my man, because I just believe, like, it could be most of people had responsibilities and duties because already there was a system built in, whether you know, even like if you had to go to the rural places or you had to go to the, the things, you know, like, yeah, in terms of the urban areas. But at some point, the mind wanders and it's like stress. You can never run away from stress because stress is like that pen, like, it's like that elephant in that room. You can't ignore it. So somehow, some way, the mind is going to ponder with that kind of stress. And okay, I, I thought I was going to, I wanted to say it at the, at the, at the very end, because I just don't want to, yeah. But um, and it's, this is in response to uh, Kopano's uh, response. The thing is, the thing with... Um, How about you let the guest go and then we'll respond. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Sorry to cut you in uh... I think I think everyone has basically covered what I would have said, but um, it's not a matter of like depression and mental health issues are something that have existed for centuries, even since the birth of the first person to ever like be on Earth. It's something that has always been there, and I think it's quite unfair to say that. Uh, back in the day, whether we are referring to apartheid, whether we are talking about like colonization in general, in every state and whatever, I think it's very unfair to say that. Um, not, I think unfair mostly to the people that went through those things because we understand, especially us now, we understand how traumatic those things were. So it's not a matter of when they were at work they didn't have time to think. I think even if they were they were thinking about those things. The only difference between our generation, the generation before, the generation before that was that there was no name that was put to any of these of these illnesses. It was a matter of, yeah. okay, no, um, this person, because we know the word sad and have been taught the word sad, because this person is not speaking, because they are retrieving from society, they are just sad. Or because of whatever you know, time or country or continent that people were on. If you showed symptoms, if you showed any signs, even if you take it back to Salem witch hunt, witch hunt days, if you exhibited anything that was outside of what they saw as the norm, you were cast out. So I do feel, I'm not saying that like the people in that time could have worked through those things, but because they didn't know what it was, and they couldn't put a label on it and it was different from as as Gopana has mentioned I mean your grandmother is now able to label it because she's able to now see through her grandchildren the similarity so that shows that they always knew that it was something they just didn't know how to put a name on it and the only difference with us now is that we have now put a name on it and we understand based off of their behaviors and their 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 everythingness that has also been passed on to us. We understand how dangerous it is to not speak up, like upon or about those things. So now we have unlocked, or rather we've tapped into the conversation that 
they may have tried to have then, but with the resources that we have now, the conversations that we are having now, we're able to put a name on it. We have people that are educated that can put a name on it. We, even if you aren't educated, you are able to understand that, you know what, something isn't right. This is what it is. And in our little communities, we're able to discuss it or to talk about it because also unlike them, we are able to we confront those things. We talk about those things. We have those hard conversations because now we have platforms to do so. And we have communities that have understood the importance of having these conversations. So I think, yeah, I think you've all touched based on, on everything. Um, but it's definitely something that has been around, not around, but something that mental health has always been there. They just couldn't put a name on it. Um, repercussions of not being able to put a name on it, repercussions of not being able to have conversations like we are having resulted in things such as a lot of people during and before apartheid being or forming part of abusive households because those are, you know, now reactions to the feelings that you don't understand or are not able to label or are not able to talk about because things such as patriarchy also played a very, very big role um, in those conversations not taking place then. And even those that do come from the rich and that were established or that were as some form of upper class during that time, before that time, before conversations were being had such as this one, even they didn't know that they, they are, I mean, there are people who from the eight, not even the 1800s, there are actually even from the 1800s, there are gods that have like, you know, have had, we've spoken about them having mental health issues that have resulted in them, you know, <laughs> like there's a lot, they, they, there were multiple, I'm sure suicides, um, in that time because people were not understanding that so yeah i think not to blame but yeah i think the only difference between them and us are the resources and also just being and existing in communities that are willing to have that conversation not just here and we leave it outside because we know nothing outside of that so we are more knowledgeable and we have more resources and communities to have this conversation Interesting. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, at this point, I just don't know. Should I? Should I not? So, ah, yeah, I'll not. I'll not. I'll not say. Okay. How about we park that thought of yours with the and then we can just quickly go for a quick break and then we can. Uh, it's it's not a boat. It's a yacht. Detail is a yacht. <laughs> 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 well please park it sir <laughs> and then we'll just take a breather and then we'll just come back this is your chance to be heard and do your thing come on come on come on hit us up hit us up hit us up hit us up uh, okay welcome back to everyone um Unfortunately, our guest could not join us for the second session, um, but we are so glad that they shared their views with us. They're quite interesting, and we will be sharing their, um, their details as well as their business details as well. Right, so um, Titalo, you had something to say or ask or add? Um, it was more listening than uh in relation to what you said earlier on uh i'm just gonna say it either way because yeah um the thing is in most cases the ego has the ego always plays the biggest illusion to us uh, in terms of um finding something to blame for certain circumstances but never looking within so and the problem is if you're always finding something to blame you you become blinded so to speak, you become blinded internally. You're not very receptive of what you're feeling inside. You're always focusing on what's, what keeps on you know, hurting you inside. And you're never really trying to reveal well, the internal condition and time and what's inside. You're always focusing on the pain you receive, but you never really 
focusing on the pain and other things within itself, so to speak. So the problem with, in most cases where, like let's just say a situation like apartheid, um, the ego focused on obviously the brutality, the racism that it was uh, was being enforced onto you know our ancestors, and so to speak, in that kind of sense, it made kind of like it became a non-stop cycle of you know people went in the best condition to be self like to explore themselves because they're always focusing on the stress that there's something to blame and i am in this worst condition because of this person or this regime or this political system because of there's something to blame so that's what i what's that's what i what i believe in because yeah it's just me responding to you yeah 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 let's just let me just let me just say that Mm, interesting okay (laughs) yeah okay interesting um okay wait so i i just want to clarify this Delo. maybe i just want to see if i'm misunderstanding so are you trying to say that um mental health issues are a result of no accountability but more of wanting to blame something external that's part of the problem it it's just that the, the point where there's no accountability to oneself it heightens it heightens certain things and other things are just kind of like uh they, they, they how can i put this you turn a blind eye to other things but you heighten other things so things aren't looked at an equal scale to say i'm going to try to fix myself but you're always going to look at a one dimensional kind of lane so yeah okay no i i okay to a certain extent i think i agree with you when you say there must be a certain level of accountability that a person takes for example but i don't think we're looking at it the same way because i feel like okay now let's say you are diagnosed or undiagnosed with whatever um mental illness there's a certain um extent to which your mental illness is really out of your control because it's it's neurological you know you can't fiddle inside your brain however there's also a certain extent that you can meet certain needs that you know will make you feel better I, I i don't know if that makes sense so yeah of course we all know like therapy is a luxury that very few people have just because of how expensive it is you know and not everyone yeah. can just afford to book a therapy session tomorrow you know but yeah, 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 yeah. they have been so many other i feel like platforms where people who know just how um you know unaffordable therapy is they've tried to create spaces at least where you are with like-minded people people who have the same problems as you and even though it's not with a professional but you know speaking about your problems has also been proven to alleviate something you know and then another mm. thing that people don't want to do is be medicated yeah you know and i i think obviously there's certain tears to this but there are some people really who need to be medicated in order to function but did they just choose not to and there's like affordable options i mean i teach at a school where some kids have to take medication and there are doctors who really offer those options to children even adults where you have something to help you something to help you cope something to live somewhat of a normal quote unquote life uh, but with your mental illness, but it keeps it managed just so you can also function, you know? Or things like eating well. I mean, we know, especially in the black community, like diet is not something we take seriously. Eh? Someone could be diabetic in the family and you just you just see the, the way they're eating. You're like, okay, but <laughs> I know this is not how you should be eating. Well, you know, so like, I, I think if we were to maybe take accountability to a certain extent there are certain things and practices that we can start doing and maybe 
if there wasn't so much stigma around it, I think so many more people would be willing to put themselves out there in terms of like support groups and you know but now there's just stigma as well and you don't want people to know oh I have this so I'm taking medication for that so you'd rather just not do it at all I don't know if that makes sense we agree but I don't think we agree looking okay, at let me, it let me just underline let me just stand the line where we definitely agree right okay. I'm going to try to not make a, a yard out of it so the thing is before before accountability there has to be an acceptance of something so that is when i emphasize the illusion of the ego that it plays to us to say it always tries to look at something to blame that's where if that if a person can't accept that some part a huge part of their lives is based on their own decision making the own choices they make and how they live their lives they can't be accountable to certain actions because of they don't want to accept that so from to move from a point of to get to a point of accountability you have to go through acceptance first it's the same thing as when you go to you have to go to therapy a lot of people do do eventually go to therapy whether it's free whether it's expensive but it's more of the it's more of the case of at the end of the day therapy only works if you know the patient themselves is willing to change so that means they have accepted that some form of themselves is in a deficient it's yeah it's in a like it's in a deteriorating kind of sense or it's not so it's not healthy so we have to make things more kind of like yeah simplified but it's through that acceptance that's the there can be a resemblance of change mm-hmm. and accountability um okay no yeah for sure that i can yeah i wholeheartedly agree with it but to break it down yeah um if oh yeah yeah go, if go a, ahead if the, yeah if that's a comeback yeah man let me grant you that <laughs> I, it's, it's not a it's not a comeback it's actually a tangent but you can you okay, can cool. go go ahead i think your tangents i definitely believe your tangent your tangent deserves to be heard <laughs> hey man <laughs> stop stroking my ego <laughs> 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 Yeah, but I just I just like to touch on what you guys said and, and then go on that tangent. Uh sure. you spoke about speaking of problems alleviates that that uh pressure. Uh, in my opinion, no one likes to hear your problems. Although we pretend to we pretend to care, but uh, we all have our own problems and I don't know, man, it's just my experience. And then uh the medicated I mean you, you mentioned that you, you know of some people who are experiencing some problems and are taking medication for that. Uh, as for mm-hmm. the medication I, in my opinion I like to believe that if you know, if something is made in a lab it shouldn't be going into my body. Right? <laughs> uh I, I it's just yeah it's just a, a, a personal thing. And then I'll, I'll come back to that now as one thing before i go to the to, on the tangent uh therapy yeah therapy is expensive i remember there was this one time uh, i spoke to a friend he was telling me how he was feeling depressed and not not and then i suggested therapy and he asked how much is it like 500 a session or something and he was like yo that's a bottle of hennessy you know it's just it goes to the mindset that it's people a priority have, straight <laughs> exactly <laughs> So yeah, now for the tangent. Uh going back to that medica- uh, medicated medication thing, right? I mean, nature has its own medication. Be it your cannabis, which is now legal. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. we also have some illegal the things that are still considered illegal just like cannabis and I hope will be legal soon. things like your psychedelics your psilocybin mushrooms and and all that so what are you what are you guys views on that the use of uh, psychedelics with the assistance of a therapist <laughs> okay um i won't say this is the first time i've heard of it um i won't say i've never heard of you know people practicing it you know practicing kind of like therapy but instead of um western medication uh, they kind of go to more towards like the natural 
you know um way of things and it does work for the people who've tried it you know i personally can't advocate for either one because i've never been on kind of prescribed hardcore uh pills from the western side and i've never <laughs> i've never practiced the natural side of things as a solution <clears throat> ah i let me finish that <laughs> <laughs> I've never practiced the natural side of things as a solution for mm-hmm. anxiety or as a so you know if if you do dabble in the natural side of things it has been for completely different reasons so I can't say oh I've actually done this and I've felt better or I've felt worse or you know because it was never with the intention to feel better about a certain thing I don't know if that makes sense So I feel like it would be unfair. Yeah, I, I feel like it would be unfair of me to say one works and one doesn't if it hasn't been my own personal experience. But I know people like I said that you know in my field of work um yeah with some people it really has helped. I mean, I've seen it myself where maybe a certain person was not so focused and they were diagnosed with something and then they start going to therapy they start getting medication and you can really see a difference you know there's even like a joy because they're not so lost anymore you know it it's a little bit less chaotic in their head and yeah for them you can see genuinely there's joy because they're functioning and i'm happy for that but then with the natural side of things i've seen people thrive because of that too so I personally feel like I can't say yes or no. Mm, okay. Noted. Whatever works for you. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, the basic of the basics are like yeah, therapy at its most basic form is just basically emotional distress. So mm. it goes. It's the same thing that applies to uh, any other kind of yeah. Stimuli, stimuli, if that's the correct term to use in terms of like distressing your emotions, so to speak. But it's like you know, in most kind of cases, it's it it doesn't really change anything except for how you feel about yourself and how you feel about something else. But it doesn't really change in that actual thing. So the biggest change will always be like will always come from you know the choice that you make. and the choices that the sequence of choices that you make for you to get to a certain point or to get out of a certain point so it's like you know um regardless of you know regardless of like which kind of avenue you do take at the end of the day they just more or less get to the same kind of level it's just a matter of what follows after that is how much do you really you know how much do you really want to change and how much do you actually put into action that's the biggest underlying too and but in terms of you know going direct to psychedelics it's 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 the it's how can i put this um it's it's like it's such a nice thing i've never done i've never done it but i've i've kind of watched a couple of i've observed from a healthy perspective to see certain people enjoy doing that it's just that there's an illusion that for some reason the ego can build up and say okay I am most happy when I am using this. I am most happy when I'm doing this because it's almost like they now the ego kind of mirrors that uh the usage of the psychedelic or whatever um whatever substance with their happiness and now they define their happiness along with the usage of that. So that's the problem with you know sometimes of like how you uh what's how you how, yeah how you distress your emotions so to speak so that shouldn't always be the emo- like sh- that shouldn't always be the case to look at the biggest case is always how do you like how do you what's the word how what's how do you traject your life into a better state like it sh- you should you it's important yes to feel better about yourself it's it's important to feel good about yourself but the biggest thing should the biggest thing you should always worry about is how can you you know make 
what you desire to be a reality interesting detella <laughs> is preaching no like on a serious note honestly because i feel like what you just said is so important and i don't think we think about it enough you know what do you register as giving you quote unquote happiness right because isn't that way like detella is saying isn't that where your mind starts to associate that thing and that thing only with your happiness so like no matter what circumstance you're in it needs to be there or else you're going to feel like no nothing is contributing to my happiness mm. which is i don't know that that is deep i'm just saying i was really touched by that because i feel like that's where isn't that where kind of addiction also starts in a exactly. way exactly that's where addiction also starts because if i feel like i can go a whole day without i don't know a glass of wine right but every time i yeah. drink wine my endorphins are like wow this day is amazing i'm going to start wanting to feel that feeling every single day which is going to obviously increase my consumption of that substance right and yeah. in the case where the substance or whatever you are relying on is not available there's an emptiness there you feel like you're not fulfilled because that particular thing you've linked happiness to is not available that's why i'm saying it it yeah because it's it's a reality a lot of us are addicted to something that's for sure <laughs> yeah you cool tabo Nah, it's yeah. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> it was just. I was, I was, I was just hoping that was sitting there listening to us like silently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I was just hoping, like by by asking the questions, just hoping that one of you guys would go, yeah, I've tried that, and this is what I experienced. And but okay, nah, it, it's 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 good to hear a view from a third person. third person's point but yeah have you tried anything debo no no not on record <laughs> not on record okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i i am i am an advocate for natural uh substances especially uh psychedelics uh ones that are natural of course or psilocybin uh there's been more research into it um and it's shown that i mean show that it can actually help with depression and, and, and all that and one thing one good thing about psilocybin is that it doesn't have that addictive i don't know what what they call it in medical terms it's not addict you can get addicted to it it's not like nicotine or or any of those addictive things but yeah just you guys should look into it actually when i have an episode on it one one day But yeah nah, I, I, i believe that's a lie that there's nothing you can ever you can there's a lie i believe that's a lie that statement of you cannot get addicted to something uh it's it's proven scientifically mm, i don't think so uh, okay okay no. the thing is the thing is <laughs> i don't buy it i don't buy it i don't buy it okay hey. now you you entitled to your opinion <laughs> 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 okay but guys sorry there's just something and I, i know the psychedelic talk is very exciting um i just want to go back to something that was said about speaking yeah. yes about speaking um as a form of alleviating i hope it was the word but yes i i think it was you the word you said you don't feel that that actually does anything and i just since you are both oh. <clears throat> I, Thanks, I didn't say right? I didn't say it doesn't do anything I said it's to the listener it's a problem because people have their own problems and they don't want to listen to yeah. your problems yeah okay yeah. sorry sorry for misquoting you there um but that just brought up something that I've actually noticed and something that has been noticed by my circle of friends as well um Oh wow, there's 10 minutes. Um no, but I just quickly want to ask this as cis gendered men 
right on the podcast oh, what's this gen can you it means you are he you are just he there's no <laughs> you identify as a man when i say the war he you you have no problem you know unless oh, i i'm assuming okay. yeah <laughs> am i correct <laughs> For now, correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never know what tomorrow holds. For now, you're correct. Yeah. Okay. Let me know. Let me know when you switch. <laughs> But um, no. I I just want to ask you guys, right? How <clears throat> how do men talk? And the reason, no. And please, I'm 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 going to put context to this. because i actually recently went to a women's function young women old women and the mm. one thing that every single speaker would say is the reason women are alive is because we speak you know and basically she was putting um what she was putting emphasis on why events like that exist so that women are in the space where we are hearing other women's stories and we can tell our own stories which is basically what we do in our small circle of friends right and this one lady actually came and said yeah but the one problem is in black communities women speak to each other whereas men do not and then you have this imbalance of this person who is able to go to a space and kind of express themselves whether it's good news bad news stresses of the day or whatever whereas the male side of things is more contained so now i don't have brothers i don't really have like male figures so i just wanted to ask you guys <laughs> how do you guys talk is it in a in a sharing kind of way or is it very like surface level are your conversations mostly superficial about like general topics like philosophy of course we can talk about that um music sport but does it ever get to like a deeper personal level like a hey, dude <laughs> I, I, i i feel sad today do you ever does anyone just okay. be like oh, guys i'm sad okay that's it for part one of navigating mental health in your 20s uh please join us for the upcoming episode